What's going on there, youth pastors? Paul Turner here from the discipleproject.net. Glad to be with you today. I hope you had a great youth meeting this past week. I hope you had a great church service today, as I normally post these on Sunday. So I'm assuming that you went to church and had church, and I hope it was awesome. If you're brand new here to the podcast, well, welcome in. Thank you for being here. I hope that you'll enjoy it. And if you do, well, consider subscribing and being a part of the community here. And then also, if you're a regular, as always, I appreciate your time, your attention. And I want to thank many of you who did text me at my 200th episode and congratulated me and thanked me. It's quite the milestone, but you know what? You can't rest on your laurels, right? You got you to gotta move forward. 200th episode in the can, done, over, and we move on. Why? Because just like youth ministry, you know, we have our high points, but we can't uh, sit on the mountain all day. We have to move forward and we have to uh, help uh, help those students down the valley. We got we to gotta get them up to the mountain. Now, this is going to be a very short but sweet episode, I hope, as I talk about the burden of games, the burden of games. And I guess if I wanted to be clever, I could have called it the throne of games <laughs> because the way we look at games in youth ministry for some people. Uh, you know, games can uh, can just take over. Uh, I, but with the you know House of Dragons out, I guess I could have called it House of Games. Maybe that would have been a that would have been a good episode title. But no, today we're going to talk about the burden of games, and maybe I can change your perspective. We'll see. We'll see. But before we do that, uh, I want to let you know this episode is brought to you by the Youth Ministry Roundup. Yes, that is a newsletter. That's my newsletter that I send out twice a month. And uh, I usually do things like, listen, if you want to know what breaking news is, like, you know, what am I, what am I working on? You know, like I'm working on two new series right now. So if you want to know about that, well, I'll send out a newsletter twice a month and it is packed with custom videos, things that, things that I think are going to be beneficial to your youth ministry. Uh, usually there's about five or six videos. It's usually about seven to eight articles. Uh, I usually do an Instagram youth ministry pick of the week. Uh, a youth ministry tweet of the week, uh, just to kind of give you some inspiration, sometimes some laughs, sometimes some fun. Everything can't just be about, you know, pure, pure knowledge here. It's got to be, you know, some fun. And, and I try to keep things, you know, lighthearted and all that. So if you want to get videos and articles, they're going to help you build a successful youth ministry, as well as special offers on uh, products that I release, or you just want to be in the news loop of things that I'm creating, well, then head over to thediscipleproject.net, which is a brand new website, by the way. If you've not checked out the new website, can I encourage you to go over there and just check it out? I am not one to call websites beautiful, but this website is beautiful. Uh, I'm hoping that I will have the website designer on here to talk about this one day. Brianna did a just a bang up job on this website. And uh, if you've not checked it out, it is a vast difference from what I've had. And uh, once again, it's it's nice. It's it's pleasing to the eyes. It flows. It, it looks like it has purpose. And, and if I didn't know me, I would swear that the person behind this website knows what they're talking about. <laughs> but I do know me and I don't know everything. But let me tell you what, you look at that website, and you go, wow, this guy, this guy. Paul guy, he might know something. So go ahead and get signed up over at thediscipleproject.net and you will get emails from me roughly twice a month packed with videos, articles, all the goodies, all that stuff. And yeah, sending out free stuff from time to time. So yeah, get in there and get yourself some of that. All right. So today we want to talk about the burden of games, the burden of games. Now, why would I talk about this? Well, and this is not a pro game or anti-game 
episode. This is more about rethinking games in your youth ministry and the purpose of the games. Because listen, I have played hundreds of games with youth groups, camp groups, retreat groups, and more. And I listen, if you're really interested in some of the games that I play, well, I'll put a link down in the show notes to a uh, playlist I have on my YouTube channel of me showing a bunch of games that I've done. I'll put a link to that in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. And I thought about this the other day. I just thought about the burden of games, especially to those who don't enjoy them. I mean, you literally, there's some of you that feel chained to doing, you have to have a game every week in your youth ministry. Well, let me tell you this. First, you don't have to play games with your youth group if you don't want to. Now, this past week in my youth group, we didn't play any games. And I'll be honest with you, I felt a sense of relief. Like I didn't, now listen, I had a game in my pocket, okay? We were going to, we were going to play Ninja if that was the deal. And and we came down to it and said, look, we've we got time. We're going to play a game. Ninja, we're going to play it. But we didn't have to do that. We didn't, it didn't come to that. We had worship. We had the word. We had some fellowship time. And it was, it was awesome. I loved it. And nobody complained. Nobody said, Paul, why didn't we play a game? It was perfectly okay. It was fine. Now I am, like many of you, on a limited time. I literally have one hour from seven to eight. And a game can take, you know, it can take five minutes. It can take 15 minutes. It can get bogged down and take 20 minutes. Who knows? You know, I mean, games are like that unless you know when to stop. But like I said, games can feel like a burden, especially if you see games as simply a way to placate or entertain fidgety students and then you're saying, okay, I have to come up with another game because of this. If you think you have to play games or kids won't come to group, then yes, games are like a stone around your neck. And listen, I've been at my church seven months and I am now at the student leadership phase and it takes time to build trust to see who has initiative and who doesn't. And I had a student recently ask me if we could play a certain game this coming week. And I said, well, would you like to lead the game? They said, yes. I said, do you want me to get the supplies or should I? Now, on the surface, this seems like a very simple exchange. But if you look at it, it's really also a shift of responsibility. I am not in service to the game. The game is in service to me. The games serve the youth ministry, not the other way around. We're not built around games. Games are there to help facilitate fellowship, and other things like that. It's not there to rule the the whole youth meeting. But I think games are more than a way than to just burn energy so, you know, squirrely kids will sit down and listen to you for, for 20 minutes, okay? I think that games are a gateway drug to leadership. Because, listen, you may not like coming up with games, and that's fine, but there are certain students who would love to take that off your plate. Games are offer more than just a time filler. Games are a testing ground for leadership. Games are on the bottom shelf like candy in a candy store. It's just there and it's accessible to whomever would like to step up and lead them. Now, the student who offered me the opportunity says, hey, can we play this game? And then I flipped it on them and said, hey, okay, would you like to lead that game? And they said, yes. Uh, because if they said no, I'd say, well, then I'm not, I'm not working that hard, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not going to do that game for you because I want you to lead it. And it becomes that opportunity for them to take responsibility for it. Now, this young man who volunteered to do it is a great kid, has led in many ways. Uh, he just couldn't get the supplies together. It, that's the deal. So you know what? He didn't get the supplies. 
I did not offer to get the supplies because that was going to be his responsibility. And so I said, well, okay, then we're just not going to play the game. And we wound up not playing the game. And it was okay. And it was fine. And students were going to, they're not going to quit the youth ministry because I didn't play a game this week. Well, in the fact that we also just did 10 weeks of competition and a bunch of other stuff during the summer. So they may be gamed out, which is to my benefit. So if you don't like leading games, give it to a student, take it off your plate. Don't be, don't let it be a burden to you. And listen, if you can't find a student that'll do it, just say, well, then we're not going to play games very much. We'll, We'll still have them from time to time. But I'm not centering my whole, you know, night around whether this game is going to make it or not. Find simple things you can do, like Ninja, right? Just find simple games that you can just kind of like have in your pocket and go, well, we're going to do this because it'll be fun. And uh, it'll be a fun little five-minute, you know, 10-minute icebreaker or something like that. But don't let games become a burden to where it's weighing on you. And it's, you know, it's messing with your head every week as to whether or not a game is going to get pulled off or, or whatever it may be for you. But listen, if you want an idea, and I've had this happen too, where kids don't like my games, and that's okay too. And you may have students, raise your hand if you say, students complain that your games are lousy, or they're not very good, or they're not fun, or whatever it is. Okay, well, okay, let me give you an idea. And this is a way that you can really scope out some leadership here. And I did this with my youth group, uh, because like I said, I've had kids complain that they didn't like my games or whatever. So here's what I did. I had a youth night where I did a, a version of Chopped, like the TV, like the cooking show, but with games. And so what I did was I went to the dollar store. I bought a bunch of supplies like straws, balloons, and other junk. And I put them in a basket, divided them into teams. This is okay. You have 20 minutes to create a game and teach us how to play it. The team that comes up with the best game wins. Now that did two things for me. One, that took the burden of games off my plate. I didn't have to think about a game because I have students now that are creating it right there in real time. So now they have the creative time of the, you know, 20 minutes to figure it out and then 10 minutes to go ahead and execute the game, right? And so I'm watching this creative process and I'm watching who's taking the lead, who's who's following directions, uh, how is their team building working? So games for me in that regard, take on a different facet. It's not just about whether the game is executed well, it's what is the game producing? What is it helping produce? What, what insights are you getting from the game itself. And they had a great time putting it together. And some of the games were great and some of the games were lousy. And I told them, I said, ha, not so easy coming up with games, is it? See, so so get, get off my back. Now I didn't say that, but I think they got the point from that. So yes, games are a burden. If you think they are solely your responsibility to come up with and execute. Games are also a tool, a way of seeing how your students respond to winning, losing, teamwork, and their level of perseverance. If you love doing games, don't hog all the fun. Share the responsibility with others. If you hate doing games, make your life easier by sharing the responsibility with others. You may just find your next student leader in the process. And that is it for today's episode, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that the burden of games is not heavy upon you. And if it is, well, then I hope this episode has freed you up a little bit and you can say, huh, I need to look at games a little bit differently. And if you did enjoy today's episode, think about subscribing. 
right? Think about just clicking that button and say, hey, I want this in my my ear holes every week. I want to learn something new. I want to grow. I want to, I want to advance. I want to step up my youth ministry game. Whatever it is, hit that subscribe button and uh, I will be here every week to help and train you and help be a part of the process of building a successful youth ministry. And if you really, really enjoy the episode, well, why not go by and leave some stars, maybe five, five would be good and maybe a little review of why you liked the episode. Because if you do leave five stars and a nice little review, I'll be happy to read it right here on the podcast. And just remember everybody, if you've been hard on yourself, if you've been beating yourself up, if you've been questioning, if you've been doing a good job or not, and nobody has been informing you as to whether or not you're doing a good job or not, let me be the one to tell you that you're doing a good job and you're only going to get better. Have a great week, everybody, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode.